0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Drama Club. We got a hot one for you this week as Steph is taking on Firefest. But first, we got a couple of hot topics for you, including the fact that our president is the Hamburglar, and what happened when Gillette tried to take on toxic masculinity. All this and more on this week's Drama Club. Only for the rule, baby!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what up, fam? What up? Feels good, right? Feels good, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. I know yeah. it just, yeah. And without further ado, <laughs> uh, we broadcast
0: live from CA to NY. I forgot to get the water and I'm parched.
1: Oh, damn. You thirsty ass bitch. I'm thirsty as fuck. <laughs> I used to say, it like, Jose used to tell me that back mm-hmm. when thirsty was the slang of the yeah. day. I used to be like, man, I'm thirsty. And he's like, thirsty So, <laughs>
0: I I don't know. Some, somewhere along the line, my mom picked it up, probably from me. <laughs> and now she'll be like, oh, yeah, he's just being thirsty. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs>
1: um, my brother said he picks up a lot of slang from us. And like he doesn't really know how to use it. So Lisa was complaining the other day, like, why did you guys have to say the word bop? Your brother just goes around <laughs> calling everything a bop. He doesn't even know what the well, fuck my, it means. My that car is a bop. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a bop. That's a, oh, that was a bop.
0: (laughs) Bop it. Do you remember that thing? I used to want that
1: so bad. Didn't you have
0: one? No, I never had one. I wanted it so bad. (laughs) Pull it.
1: Spank it. Twist it. Oh, no. I like that one. (laughs) That's a different one. That was (laughs) on the black market.
0: You know that somebody did send us an email via our website, which was cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool uh, about Michael Jackson.
1: No, I just saw Macaulay Culkin talk about him. Did you oh, see that? Oh no, I didn't. Oh okay.
0: Okay, so someone from I think her name is Marcella. Yeah, Marcella sent us a message. She listened to our Michael Jackson episode, and she's got thoughts. She says that she thinks that we just. It, it was, like, one-sided. Like, we only give it from the side of, like, the prosecution and, like, the, the police. She's She says that we should actually read a book called Michael Jackson Conspiracy by Aphrodite Jones, who talks about, like, the fact that evidence was allegedly planted and stuff.
1: I saw something that said that they had handed the... Remember you told me that the second accuser, his fingerprints were on, like, a titty magazine or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... Con- there, I don't know if it's conspiracy or... Uh-huh this has been proven, but that the police like handed it to him. I, I heard that too. And, and then submitted it after the fact. Right.
0: But you would think like fucking cops would know, detectives, not not a cop, like a detective would know better. Like, if you want your case to hold up, right? Like right. you would dot your T's and cross your, well, no. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> cross, cross your, your T's. Cross your eyes and dot your T's. Cross your T's
1: and dot your eyes and about shit like that, right? And shimmy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see, like her point. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for that criticism. Yeah, that's awesome. Of course, that you're listening. Um, I think me and May were on the same page where we both think Michael's really complicated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we try to tell the whole story, like his life and stuff, because I think it's important to see his childhood and everything. Yeah, that for went sure. That's just wrong for him. What happened or didn't happen just didn't come out of fucking nowhere, right? Um, on the other hand. We always try to believe the accusers, right? Victims, yeah. like we have to believe them, especially now. Mm-hmm. I think in this climate, but but yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, for sure. He was he was found not guilty. That's yeah, that's something. And then she also says to look up what
0: Corey Feldman says about him, which is true. But but I will say that Corey Feldman has kind of flip flopped sometimes. Like he said he. Was estranged from him for a while for whatever reason. He's never said why, and Mm -hmm. and where he was kind of saying like kind of some shitty things about him. But then after he died, he did sort of you know they were friends for a long time. So right, and we we talk about that a lot. Like after deaths happen, people do want to see the good in in the people that they knew and people who they were close with. So yeah, totally. Anyway, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Marcella for your email. Thank you
1: for emailing us. Yeah, that's awesome. Love a good email. (laughs) to whom it may concern (laughs) per my previous email Ooh, that's some (laughs) shady shit i just saw i like how everybody's like that's the way you say fuck you in corporate speak yeah but um somebody on reddit the other day was like i found the real fuck you to corporate speak it's when you cc someone's manager on an email Ooh, which i've had clients do that to me and it sucks uh Why would you do that? Snitching. I don't know. And my manager is always on my side. So that's fucking snitching. (laughs) If yeah, they don't like it.
0: If you don't think that the people in customer service or whatever it is that you're working with are just talking shit behind you, no matter like what you say, they will be talking shit about you. Like, did you see what that bitch said to me? Like, yep. So just be chill. Yeah, that's the key to life. Just chill. Seriously, that's like your ultimate motto. You and uh, to everyone, especially Christina Aguilera. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Chill. <laughs> <laughs> i will snatch a
0: bitch <laughs> snatch a bitch
1: i just saw that bridezilla's is on hulu and i was excited but it's some fucking late season and it's yeah like, they get like extra ratchet towards the end right to the point where it's kind of annoying a vintage
0: bridezilla like
1: Ooh. early season seasons one two three bridezilla's
0: that's that's a shit right there
1: Yeah, that's that shit I do like. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that guy that commented on the Insta today? And I was like, why the fuck would you tag Eddie Guerrero in this picture of Shania Twain? (laughs) I was... At work, this motherfucker's lucky. I didn't have time. Because <laughs> I was at work and I, at first I was like, well, motherfucker, if yeah. you weren't actually just lurking on this single post, you would know that this podcast episode is actually also features a large piece on China, the WWF wrestler who worked with Eddie Guerrero. You salty piece of shit.
0: He's a professional wrestler,
1: that yeah. guy. I saw that. Yeah, so I know I kind of wanted to fight salty. with him. Yeah. <laughs> So then, but th- I was actually busy. So I just responded, You mad? <laughs> and <laughs> Chef Polo to bear liked us. The- yeah. So like, hell yeah. <laughs> he responded, though. Yeah, he said, No, right? Yeah.
0: Like, no, I'm not mad. That's yeah. funny.
1: Whatever. You don't want to fight? you <laughs> wrestler. I'm
0: ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Steph is trying to join the WWE Hall of Fame. Ooh, Dude, you
1: Mamacita.
0: Know- <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my first screen name. It was Mamacita May.
1: Ooh, you thirsty
0: (laughs) ass bitch. How Um, old are you? Um, when did AOL come out? When's those free? Like you would get twenty hours for free or something. Let's not age ourselves. You got the disc in the mail. I got the disc in the mail. Uh would cancel that shit after whenever it would expire and then like wait a month and then get get another one. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Fuck yeah.
0: That's what's up. mamacita may
1: (laughs) That's your nickname. That shit held the test of time, honestly. (laughs) Uh, So we got a hot topic? Service enterprises,
0: like those engaged in production and distribution, are started by people who hope to make a profit by satisfying other people's needs and wants. Profit is the lifeblood of business. Did you see the thing about
1: the Gillette ad? I mean, I saw that there was an ad, Mm -hmm. and then I saw that people were getting mad about it but i didn't know what is it about just tell me it's like they put out an ad that was like because you
0: know Gillette, it's the shaving Razors, it's, it's right? men yeah and it was yeah. like it was basically like men you need to do better we need to do better we need to be better men like we are max uh, toxic masculinity is like a thing and we we can and we should do better and men yeah. got fucking salty
1: <laughs> no they didn't yeah oh my god that's stupid then, what's wrong with
0: that and they showed like pictures of themselves like switching to another brand of razors and like throwing their razors oh, in the trash oh my and, like,
1: gosh that's so stupid It's so fucking stupid that like periodic uproar after an ad like that mm-hmm. like after the Colin Kaepernick ad when everybody was yeah. throwing out their nikes yeah. is so fucking funny to me because you know damn well they're gonna go back to using Gillette oh yeah of course in like a fucking heartbeat because stuff like that especially like you find the one you like and then you're yeah, not shopping not around for that shit I'm telling you yeah like when you find like the kind of razor you use yeah bang bang venus switch. gang i will not yeah. be switching
0: from a venus razor for the rest of my is life is there any other <laughs>
1: kind of fucking razor venus is all i use that might be gillette brand too i'm not sure i'm sure they're like a giant conglomerate once yeah. you get into like who owns those companies you right. know that like it everybody owns everybody pepsi yeah. just owns it. it's fucking pepsi yeah <laughs> <laughs> pepsi owns your ass and everything you don't even know <laughs> Yeah, that's stupid. I told Hawal the other day he got a pink jacket, like a windbreaker, mm-hmm. and it was like two tone pink. Yeah, it, it's cute. And I and he was wearing it, and I was like, "Oh, you don't have a uh, fragile masculinity." And he was mm-hmm. like, "What?" And I was like, "Fragile masculinity? You've never heard that phrase?" And he was like, "No." What <laughs> he like? It took him forever to understand it, yeah. and he was like, "Oh no, I will wear pink. I don't care."
0: Yeah, hell yeah
1: i won't wear pink but he could wear (laughs) you know i
0: never really cared for pink but now that my hair is pink i just have to like kind of go all in on it
1: yeah that kind of works when you match like that yeah i don't mind pink it doesn't look so great on me though i like purple (laughs) hey bang bang purple gang (laughs) um the president sent fucking uh Uh. the president got fast food or it's a college team right yeah some college team won a
0: national championship and they went to the white house as they usually do yep and the president was like well we in a shutdown so we can't we can't roll out the red carpet at the white house
1: wait is that partially why they went cheap like that yeah oh i didn't even think about that so i just he- thought
0: he's a fucking piece of shit <laughs> no so he was like he's allegedly a billionaire right allegedly he, he yeah. was like don't worry guys i got this i'm gonna cater the 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 dinner or the luncheon for these for these college kids
1: and he went all out he got the mcdonald's yeah McDonald's. wendy's <laughs> fries chicken nuggets cheeseburgers you know square oh. ass cheeseburgers from wendy's yeah those are good though but but uh. <laughs> could you imagine being invited to the white house yes you are probably so excited. Especially you when get... you're
0: young like that. Not, we're not talking about like an NBA team or something. No, who's, we're talking been... about like
1: 19, 20, yeah. 21
0: year olds. Let me tell you something. Some of these kids don't have enough money to eat themselves, yeah. you know, because we need to pay our college players. But anyway.
1: And they're all like wearing suits. I yeah. felt so bad. Do you think any of them fucking bought suits? I'm sure they did. And they're eating fucking McDonald's. I would have cried. I definitely would have started crying. Not like there, yeah, but, but like, yeah, maybe there. I'm stupid, <laughs> well, today, you know, who
0: uh showed up the president, Michael Strahan,
1: yeah, yeah, I know him. He said him in his fucking gap teeth his gap teeth, he said yeah. i
0: will I will pay for that team to come over and have dinner, and we we're eating lobster and caviar, oh
1: shit, yep. He's America's that's sweetheart too. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, he—he's there's something about him that's attractive. He, yes, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. He's, he's not very, my type, but, but he's, he's very a handsome man. He's very likable, and he seems sweet and just like. I know he he's in, he's beefing with Kelly Ripa.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Are they still together on the show? No, and that was Ryan Seacrest. But Ooh. they have they have hella beef. He was engaged for a long time to Eddie Murphy's ex. <gasps> what? And then they called off their wedding. Oh my god. Yeah. What's her name? Nicole Mitchell. Mm. Yeah.
0: So Michael Strahan was like, don't worry, guys. I got you. And then Quavo was like, yeah, I got you guys, too. So, you That's know. Awesome. So those kids are going to they're going to get theirs, which is cool. It's just a yeah. shame that like.
1: No, the white. Like, how is that going to be your experience at the White House? Did right. you see that tweet going viral where <laughs> is underneath that picture of Abraham Lincoln spreading his arms yeah. in front of all the fucking fast food on <laughs> silver platters? And it says um, this is the. Moment, a time traveler would. Or what was it? it was a like a, re- a returning
0: came... time time traveler would know that they fucked something up in the
1: few, in the past. Exactly, <laughs> it's so like straight on. Yeah, that's a good ass tweet. Whoever came up with that <laughs> shit, you need to write more, my dude. <laughs> that shit is real creative. Or my dudette. my dudette. I think it was a woman actually. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we made it. Yeah, yeah. I also use dude in
0: interchange changeably if you haven't noticed if you haven't noticed then this is the first episode of the podcast that you're listening yeah we to, say dude all the time. we call time. each other dude like every five seconds
1: yeah seriously that's like yeah <laughs> the dude club i'll say that shit in court what's up dude <laughs> <laughs> dude <laughs> i didn't mean to say that like that but no dude seriously on um, so i went to a wedding on saturday and mm. i one of the bride's mutual friends is a girl who practices the same kind of law as me. Mm -hmm. I know her through another mutual friend. But anyways, Mm -hmm. we were both at the wedding and she's like, she's real cool. She's super loud and stuff. I was in trial on Wednesday, no, on Tuesday. And she, I ran into her. She walks into the courtroom loud as fuck. (laughs) And she's like, hey, what's up, Steph? You all recovered from all the drinking on set. Hey. I was like, what the
0: fuck? You must she have me like, confused with someone else. She was like, you in trouble right now? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Can you wait a minute? Kind of got mad at you that see, one. everyone needs to chill. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, damn girl. Fuck.
1: There are countless
0: other types of service businesses. Providing lodging. Supplying food. Offering entertainment and a variety of other services, many of which are essential to our modern mode of living, and all of which help to fulfill our desires for a higher standard of living and a fuller enjoyment of life.
1: All right, I got a topic for you guys today. First okay. of all, mm-hmm. hello, my name is Stephanie. And hello, my
0: name is May. And together, we are the Dude Club. I
1: mean, the Drama Club. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I liked um last episode you said... This podcast could have been called Dirty Laundry. I'm mad that we didn't pick uh, that. Yeah, that's a that's, good one. That's gotta exist. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> and the Drama Club doesn't. Exist. <laughs> There's millions of them. Well, this week, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you don't, you live under a rock. <laughs> Two competing fire festival documentaries were released by Hulu and Instagram. Instagram. And, I'm sorry, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Could
0: you imagine? Uh, Netflix. A film by Instagram.
1: <laughs> That'd be sick. It's coming, it's I bet. Six seconds long. <laughs> and since I wanted to jump on that bandwagon, mm. I'm gonna tell you the story of Billy McFarlane and the Fire Festival.
0: Yes. Okay. I like this because it's it's in the news right now, which is very cool. I also like this because once upon a time, this was on our list for uh, afternoon delights. So I'm glad that this has gotten Bigger. bigger it's a bigger story yeah. okay it probably he probably wasn't in court when we did that right yeah that's yeah. true I'll, all right also i want to say something that's very embarrassing no
1: you're not allowed to say anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> this podcast is over <laughs> what <laughs> when I, okay i watched the hulu documentary right i haven't netflix isn't out right right it's not out i think it comes out tomorrow all right in Billy's interview he can kind of get it but I think it's mostly that he's wearing really nice boots
1: yeah he he is wearing
0: very nice <laughs> he's boots. wearing very nice boots and that goes a long way in my book he's not an ugly guy no by any means but I'm like disgusted with myself for being attracted to him that's all right dude you're also attracted to young Stalin so what are you gonna do <laughs> I, dude, look at a picture of young Stalin and don't tell me he cannot get it. I I know I'm not alone on this. <laughs> also, our friend Tim <laughs> once added Kenneth Parcell from, from Thirty, from 30 Rock, Rock, yeah, to the I who knew. could
1: get it list. So, okay,
0: so. to yeah, it,
1: okay. to each his own. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, so fire Festival. This was a shit show of a scam Mm -hmm. born in the minds of Brian McFarlane and Job Rule. (laughs) (laughs) When worlds collide. (laughs) Before we get into the disaster itself, we got to gab about the disaster mastermind, Mr. Billy McFarlane. Mm -hmm. He was born in New York and raised in New Jersey, yada, yada, who cares? Mm -hmm. He likes to talk about his childhood and how he was like a natural-born businessman. Mm Mm-hmm. Allegedly, someone broke a crayon in class one time and he started a company to fucking repair broken crayons when he was like five or something stupid like that. <laughs> Sounds like the dumbest shit on the planet, How do you
0: repair a crayon? Do you just heat exactly.
1: it? Exactly. And like, what are you like, you down on crayons in kindergarten? <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> that's Billy as told by Billy. I don't believe that story, but. Right. But that's what he says, man mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He briefly attended Bucknell University, but dropped out to pursue his entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. His first venture was the company Magnesis that was founded in August of 2013. It aimed to be an exclusive black card with social perks. I actually liked the idea of this. But I don't see how it was different from
0: a lot of other credit cards, you know? Like a lot of the other high end credit cards? Yeah.
1: I just think it might have been cheaper than whatever your annual fee would be. Oh that's my understanding like
0: a, and probably maybe a lower threshold to enter like you don't need to make x amount of money
1: or spend this much per year yeah
0: to qualify for it yeah i mean i i get that but like yeah i use the shit out of my perks and they're like yeah. you know
1: yeah it works for you yeah i don't use credit cards because i'm a fucking um mob person from the 1940s <laughs> i like my i pay with my debit card everywhere like <laughs>
0: you're leave, if you pay with your debit card you are leaving money on the table.
1: I know, relax. <laughs> um okay, so what, what this card did was it piggybacked off of your already main credit card and for a small fee added perks. So you got access into clubs, a Magnesis townhouse in the middle of Manhattan, mm-hmm. you got um access to drivers, discounts at certain spots, invitation to like openings of different events and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what it was marketed as. Mm-hmm. In reality, the only the main thing that it really came with was access to that townhouse in Manhattan. Right. But the people who hung out there like you thought you were going to be like with this upper crust like group of mm-hmm. like, sexy New Yorkers. No, it was like weird old alcoholics <laughs> and like fratty guys. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the girl said like guys who would join in a frat club after graduating college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And the other per- perks that were advertised allegedly didn't come through. Mm-hmm. Billy was good at reaching out to and convincing investors to provide him funding at high levels because he was a really s- he's a smooth talker. And also he's he's white. Yeah, he's very he's <laughs> white. He's like he like he's like what you yeah. He's you like it. picture him in your
0: mind if you haven't seen the documentary. That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> 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 he's he's he looks like the guy who would come up with the
1: name magnesis <laughs> yes exactly yeah this famous investor aubrey mcclendon invested five hundred thousand dollars in magnesis pretty early on and billy turned around and dropped that money on influencers and musician musicians in mm-hmm. order to promote the card which that's not a bad marketing no, that's strategy smart. that's, that's smart. yeah
0: especially when this was going down right like it was a few yeah. years ago
1: he definitely understood social media more than other people who had access to the kind of money he did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to use it as a platform for marketing. He yeah. Was re- he jumped on that. Yeah. Because he was so young. Yeah. So he got it. Yeah. We're always on our fucking phones, Right. Um, so after he did that, the press jumped on this. Right. Because now we have all these celebrities marketing this card mm-hmm. and they started doing stories about Billy and turned him into like this entrepreneurial youngster out on the scene. Whatever, whatever. Billy meets Jaw Rule right around this time and Jaw is looking for (laughs) the next big thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Ashanti just doesn't have hits anymore so it's like, gotta move on.
1: Murder Inc. is donezo. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, what are we gonna do? (laughs) So he wants to get into business with Billy. So Jaw starts promoting Magnesis and he becomes like a joke title at the company like Creative Head or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. Lest we forget that Lady Gaga is
0: creative director of like Polaroid or some shit.
1: What? Yeah. I didn't
0: know that. Really? There's a famous... I think there's a famous tweet or something where <laughs> Kanye... No, there's a famous interview where Kanye says something like, listen, I fuck with Lady Gaga, but what the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, does Polaroid need that? Like, they're Polaroid. Yeah, but... It's know. like Kleenex. Like... Right. You know, like the brand is like synonymous with that type of picture. Yeah, but... You know, you never know. But, people, but it,
0: people want there's to all be... new ones. Well, they want to be dr dre in beats you know like everybody's right. chasing that so they figure if they align with a brand like that
1: that could be them you're never gonna get that dr dre was so smart with that shit yeah hell yeah i love my beats by the way i'm using beats oh me too hell yeah the drama club by dr dre <laughs> i fucking wish <laughs> beats by the drama club by dr dre <laughs> <laughs> Let me blow your mind by the drama club by Beats by Dr. Dre featuring Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I actually just watched that video because at work I just put on like whatever on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've actually been trying to uh, you know what song I've been listening to at work? Hmm. That Moby song with Gwen Southside. Oh yeah, here, here we, are we are now. That song's good. Yeah. And anyways, then it just like rolls onto the next one, right? So Let Me Blow Your Mind came on and I like started watching the video. It's so sick. There's one point where Eve is rapping and she's at a bar with, like, these two sexy, like, rich dudes. And yeah. she's, like, flirting with them. And then they cut to, like, the next scene to, like, thugs right there. And she's pouring them Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. Dude, okay. I was trying to think. Did
0: you see that tweet where someone was, like, we got to do a, a rest in peace to, like, when Stefani? She not dead, but,
1: like... <laughs> 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 but we miss her or some shit. No. She posted a fucking picture of Blake Shelton with like a cowboy hat and this long ass mullet the other day. Ew. And I was a I was low key about to comment on it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do Well, I was thinking like
0: wh- how could she win us back? And I thought, like, what if she released a joint album with Eve, just like twelve oh, tracks? Oh my god, with, like Pharrell, dre and they're like
1: reggae. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. She brought back that one lamb line with the Jamaican flag colors. <gasps> yes. Oh, okay. We digress. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. So Magnesis. Pretty quickly, the idea for this business wasn't. It was clear this is not viable or sustainable. Mm-hmm. Billy was then sued by the owner of the fucking townhouse mm-hmm. that was like Magnesis's <laughs> big draw for destruction of the property due to the shady parties. All the people were staying there were doing. No,
0: okay. I I'm not. I didn't go. I didn't go to business school or anything. But <laughs> why? Why? Why don't they own that own townhouse? It?
1: If you got five hundred thousand dollars, wouldn't you like try to buy
0: You buy it. Yeah. So that it, you just like you save yourself from any problems, any liability, like you insure yourself and like uh buy that shit. If you're if you're gonna do Magnesis too,
1: buy the townhouse, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then on top of that, the memberships weren't selling anymore. So mm-hmm. Billy started coming up with more and more more and more ideas to try to get memberships sold. Mm-hmm. So he started selling these ideas that he didn't actually have. He would sell access to a private J-Lo party, which he didn't actually have. Mm-hmm. Exclusive tickets to Jay-Z and Beyonce, which he didn't actually have. Tickets for Hamilton. Which nobody had. Nobody <laughs> had. So they were all lies. Then these people would like use their credits or whatever to get those tickets. And then the night of the show, he would last minute buy them super overpriced on StubHub. Yeah. Or just let everybody know that it fell through. Right. So then to get himself out of the hole from buying the batch of last tickets he'd sold, he'd sell a new thing of tickets. So it was just like a circle of destruction. Also known as a Ponzi scheme. Yes. Yeah. yes. Billy's staff talks about it in the Hulu documentary and you could just tell the one girl that he they have from mm-hmm. yeah. Magnesis, like she's like so disgusted by him and yeah. like his his homies and shit. <laughs> So, that initial huge investor, Aubrey McClinton, he gets word about what's going on that basically Billy's defrauding people Mm -hmm. and he tries to back out of his shitty investment. Then, out of nowhere, he was indicted for fraud himself and the next day died in a suspicious, fiery (sighs) car crash.
0: That was so. I had never heard of that guy. And Me I'm fascinated. Either.
1: I want to learn more about that. Me too. Do an episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Like at- when that happened, I was like writing for this. Uh-huh. But I like quickly glanced at his Wikipedia and I was like, fuck, I got to look at this later. Yeah. <laughs> so at its peak, Magnesis had about 5,000 members. Mm-hmm. But Billy was out there saying they had hundreds of thousands of members uh-huh. like everywhere he could. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a liar. Around this time, Billy meets Carola Jane, who's an investor and wife of some hedge fund dude. Mm -hmm. She becomes a core investor in a side business idea that he had at the time for an app called Fire and the Fire Island slash festival. Mm -hmm. His pitch was to have a festival on on an island once a year with a creative hub on the island year round where models could shoot and musicians could record and shit. Again, not a bad idea. No, just bad execution. Yeah. This is like a gigantic idea, right? Like yeah. The, and then on top of it, the app itself was supposed to allow you to book talent and influencers directly on your phone for private events. Mm-hmm. Also not a bad idea. Right. You know how many people in LA would do that shit? Yeah, just to flex for the gram? Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, so like I said, not a bad idea, but if if you have to buy the app, like... If you can't buy the townhouse, <laughs> right? Buy you the buy, island. buy the island.
1: Yeah, I think he could buy the townhouse. He just also was living this like crazy lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So McFarland then gets together with his homie Ja, who, as we know, wanted to do business with him, mm-hmm. and they founded Fire Festival. And they announced in November 2016 that this gigantic festival on a private island owned once owned by Pablo <laughs> Escobar. <laughs> Which, for whatever dumbass reason, is a selling point. Yeah, people were real into that for some reason. That is so
0: fucking horrible, me. Hey, did you hear what happened at El Chapo's trial?
1: Oh, that they said that the Mexican president was paid $100 million? Yeah. That shit's crazy. I knew it. Of course. Remember at the last season of Narcos when um, Jose Angel whatever, the Mm -hmm, narco, mm -hmm. um, with Diego Luna's character? That like fucking badass cop, he just offered him so much money that that fool couldn't walk away. Right, but yeah. the president though, and and
0: Enrique of all people, he's like soft to me. Like the Mexican president, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hyder yeah. so texted me about it, and I was like, Do you think? you think it really happened though, or are they just talking shit? He was like, Oh, it definitely happened.
1: I think it happened for sure. But he's
0: Colombian, so he's he's seen everything, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was like, Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my dad has this crazy machete from El Salvador in the house and I was like why do you have this where did you get this and he was like in El Salvador and I was like how did you get it here and he was like on the airplane this shit was real easy back in the day my dude anyways (laughs) all right. so okay so in November 2016 yes it was gonna be held in April 2017 which was in six months yeah you can't even plan a wedding in six months. Like no. what? <laughs> no, definitely not. He took all the money he got from his initial investors and used it to shoot this wild commercial for this alleged festival of all festivals. Mm-hmm. The models and influencers in the commercial included Bella Hadid, Emily Ratajkowski, Kendall Jenner, Hailey Baldwin, now Bieber, <laughs> Elsa Hosk, Chanel Iman, Alessandra Ambrosia, Shanina Shaikh, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, wow. et, et, et wow. It's like so many
0: Everybody, people. All, everybody. Like, everybody who has like 10 million followers plus on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Imagine a 17 year Instagram and everybody <laughs> that they follow was yeah. at that fucking island. Yeah. It was only later reported that everybody involved in those promos were paid to make their posts and they all broke federal law by failing to use that. Hashtag ad. Ooh, I didn't know that. The only exception was Emily Ratajkowski. She did put hashtag ad. Okay. Once the video production was made, Fuck Jerry, the famous Instagram handle, was paid to set in and use their studio, Jerry Media, to market this fucking commercial Mm -hmm. and this festival. Like, market it all. Their biggest selling point came in January when Kendall Jenner did a single post Instagram about the event and... Announced that Good Music would headline with a link to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. So isn't now, that very vague still though? Because like Good Music, Good Music, then yeah. it, like, who that could be anybody. Yeah, it's alluding to Kanye, which is like I think what like everybody else would right. think, you right. know. But yeah, no, I'm with you. Hmm. So at this point, they're four months out, and now influencers are begging to go because all of the other influencers were already invited. Meanwhile, back on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, roll? Party like a rock star. Fuck oh. like a porn star. Yeah. Oh my God, mate. <laughs> I told Nate if I was ever at a party and some dude said that, I would throw my fucking drink in his face. <laughs> what a fucking fuck boy <laughs> ass. Five, five, five. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> toast. Your toast never has to be more than like one sentence. First of all, unless you're a poet. <laughs> unless you're a poet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're a poet i'll listen to your longest <laughs> toast, and unless you're at like an event but like just between homies at a party like yeah yeah <laughs> my cheers let's get it <laughs> that's it <laughs> the fuck <laughs> anyways okay meanwhile back on the island nothing has been built mm-hmm. so now billy started panicking <laughs> because people are actually buying these fucking tickets to this festival yeah. that he has nothing set yeah. up for yeah So Billy goes island shopping. Yeah. Because he he didn't actually have one for the festival. So
0: then how was it
1: owned once owned by Pablo Escobar?
0: Because he's a fucking liar.
1: Like he just fucking lies. Yeah.
0: So You know who would make this sell? Sprinkle some Escobar on that shit.
1: (laughs) You know what else is hot, cocaine? (laughs) Sprinkle some cocaine on that island. So buying an island in february to host a fucking party in april is like fucking impossible so yeah, yeah. this ain't a townhouse in manhattan you know <laughs> and you couldn't even do that shit right i know <laughs> so eventually the bahamas gave him a permit for an event on a much smaller island great exuma that was partially old owned by an old sandals resort mm-hmm. it has an airport and one hotel but the site itself was a complete gravel pit
0: hey you know that I never wanted to go to a sandals resort. That's just not my vibe. But the the little commercials that they showed in that documentary kind of made me want to go to a sandals resort. <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, that's not bad. David went to one in Jamaica. That sounds like, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever want to go to a sandals resort because they probably have the same kind of events like a cruise. Yeah. Like those cheesy little game shows and right. shit like that, which mm-hmm. if you're on a cruise, you're on a cruise. So that's cool. <laughs> But if you're just like at a location, I'd rather just be at a nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so. Yeah, so this place, it just was like fucking concrete, had little rocks everywhere, nothing Mm -hmm. like the commercial they shot, nothing like white sand and like Mm -hmm. big open water, beautiful landscape. Right. And then in the meantime, anybody involved in event production was like, this is impossible. Like (laughs) what this kid is trying to do is like fucking impossible. Like why is he even doing this? Yeah. Yeah. With no experience staging an event like this, Billy began reaching out to companies that did. Mm-hmm. However, he was allegedly taken back when they told him it would cost from five to twelve million dollars to stage in the time that he had promised. Yeah. But he isn't an, he and his associates at Fire believed it. They could do it for far less. Mm -hmm. So they continued with their plans under that assumption.
0: You know what I think part of it was, which they don't talk about in the documentary, I bet they thought like they could take advantage of the island people. Mm -hmm. Like I bet they could be like, oh, we don't have to pay them that much or at Uh all. You Uh know?
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they didn't. Just spoiler alert. Yeah. They tried to do a lot of things themselves where possible and Billy supposedly learned how to rent the main stage by doing a fucking Google search. Oh, wow so that's the level of expertise he's bringing to this allegedly like once in a lifetime festival
0: which to be honest i'm not super duper mad at because like that's how we learned to do this podcast like
1: <laughs> google <laughs> how to do a podcast yeah but we're not like we're gonna be joe rogan and yeah shit, you yeah know? that's true like yeah so customers were promised accommodations in quote modern eco-friendly geodesic domes mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that means <laughs> And meals from celebrity chefs, exclusive dinners with artists, yacht rides, etc. Mm -hmm. Also, contrary to the promotion, the festival site did not once belong to (laughs) Pablo Escobar. Instead, workers in the Bahamas were busy preparing a point for the festival, scattering sand over the rocks and gravel and improving a shady road to a nearby beach where they built some cabanas and installed some swings as fast as they can mm-hmm. but the just for reference the from where the concert was going to be held and the festival was going to be held mm-hmm. the actual beach was 5 miles so it's so how are people supposed to go back and forth they're not they're it's fucking impossible but he yeah. made it seem like it's possible you know yeah okay 5000 tickets had been sold at this point mm-hmm. Fire then hired a veteran event producer Yaron Lavi to take over production. Once they were like, "Yeah, we're in over our heads," mm-hmm. which they should have realized did much they, sooner. Did
0: they ever say how many people they expected or they wanted to be there? No. Okay, because I'm wondering, like five. Let's say it's five thousand, ten thousand, even twenty-five thousand people. One, it's impossible at that island. But even if it was possible, how can you make back the twelve million dollars?
1: You're not going to. Yeah, it's you're not. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll get into that in a second, okay. but so Yari asked to reschedule the event to November. Like he was like you're not going to be able to do it by April.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that a good season? I haven't been to the In the Bahamas,
1: I think so actually cuz Angelina went to um St. Lucia in November mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Ah. Okay, so Fire told him no, like we're going to mm-hmm. do it in the spring. So Yari said then well, first, you're going to have to abandon the plans you had for those villas and all the shit that you've been marketing because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Instead, they erected FEMA tents <laughs> <laughs> to save time and money. Lavi advised Billy to make this clear to everybody who had already purchased tickets mm-hmm. and to everybody who was still like trying to purchase tickets. Otherwise, it would be damaging to their brand. Yeah. He says that the company, the fire company, assured him that they would be doing that and that a massive email was going to be sent out. But he's not sure if it was ever sent. And as we know, it was not. You know, I'm actually not super mad at the tents.
0: Like, I think if it will, if that's what you're expecting, you know, like. Yeah. But if you
1: had rented like a beachfront villa and you got a FEMA tent. Yeah, for sure. But like
0: if it was marketed as sort of
1: like beach camping,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, like and you showed up and those were those tents, like I'd be like, oh, okay yeah me too. Not that I would ever go like beach
1: camping, but <laughs> <laughs> um I went beach camping in Malibu with my family one time when I was little, and I had a lot of fun, really? That's yeah, when I was little. yeah <laughs> in over their heads and disorganized, additional mm-hmm. event producers were brought on board one month and a half out. Mm. At this point, people are working day and night. The Bahamians indicate that they were sleeping around three hours a night, working an average of 18 to 21 hours per day. Nope. Billy is being warned that he needs to cancel this shit because it's not going to be ready. Mm -hmm. Ja Rule then visits the island about a month out and he sees the conditions. However, Billy says he was the one in charge of the festival and he was the one that decided to keep it going. I wonder why Billy protects Ja Rule. Loyalty? I guess.
0: You know, he's also loyal to that investor who died. And
1: that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. there's okay. I mean, you know, he, he's he's a liar and like a thief. But <laughs> but I don't think Ja Rule is loyal to him. That's oh, my problem. because yeah. Do you see how Jaw is like, I didn't have anything to do with yeah, this. Yeah, like now right. he tries to like disassociate himself mm-hmm. from Billy after the shit went down. So I don't know if it was like both ways, then I would get it. But yeah, that's true. Anyways. So the event never got canceled. The story then kept getting bigger because they had planted all those seeds earlier with all the celebrities and shit. Mm -hmm. So people were busy buying general admission passes to this shit. Billy at this point realizes, like how May was saying, even if we sell 50,000 general admission passes at like $1,000 per pass, Mm -hmm. you're not going to make even close to what you're spending. Right. So what he did was he went on their website and he had them change general admission tickets to say sold out. And they weren't. Mm -hmm. And then they only posted villas and VIP passes for sale, including packages for up to $250,000.
0: I wonder who bought that.
1: But those villas did not exist. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Billy just believed that they would somehow appear Mm -hmm. because he was just selling... He was just selling this to pay off the production and stage guys. Like he was just trying to keep afloat. Yeah, he's like constantly playing catch up. Mm-hmm.
0: Because that's been working for him for years. He, yeah, you know, buy buy the Beyonce tickets, use the Hamilton tickets to pay for the Beyonce tickets, use the Super Bowl tickets to pay for the Hamilton tickets. Like now it's like he thinks he can do this forever.
1: But it's on like a gigantic scale. Yeah, that's gonna get him in so much more trouble than fucking Beyonce tickets. Yeah. Um when they were talking about like when they start going through this spiral in the documentary i literally felt myself tense up like if i i couldn't even do this one time around like play catch up once i would have a goddamn panic attack like i'm not that kind of person like i can't believe somebody could on this level do this Mm -hmm. and just like sleep and like be all happy and shit (laughs) Yeah, Right. I would like wake up in night like sweating <laughs> and shit. I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> now we get into the more criminal aspect of the whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. The private emails show that Billy was so broke on trying to fund this, he begins committing wire fraud in order to pay people off. Yeah. He starts fabricating documents in order to be approved for more and more loans. Then the headline, the headliners of the festival announced that they were not being paid on the terms disclosed. So mm-hmm. he's breaching all of those contracts. Yeah. All in all, only about $57,000 had been paid out to these huge name headliners. Wow. Meanwhile, remember how this fire thing cultivated in that whole app idea? Mm-hmm. Well, the app is like still being worked on and sold off to not sold off, but sold to investors for them to invest. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to say that it was gonna be much more profitable than it was. Their biggest investor was going to be Comcast Ventures, who was contracting to invest about $90 million, which is shocking to me. Yeah, That is some money.
0: And I mean, once you get that 90 million in the bank, you could do, you could pull off your fucking fire. Well, maybe actually, maybe not, maybe not. Because maybe now it's too late anyway.
1: Yeah, to do it like in a month. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be fucking crazy. Billy allegedly, Billy alleged to Comcast that he had all this collateral and Facebook stock and all this shit that didn't exist in order Mm -hmm. to get, you know, them to approve these investments faster. Comcast attorney took a look at all this shit and he was like, you know what? Let's (laughs) hold off until the festival happens. Yeah. (laughs) Because he was like really sketched out by everything. He didn't think it was going to happen. But Billy had already told all his staff that was working on the app that they had the deal done and that they were heavily invested in. So all those Mm -hmm. workers on the app probably were like super hyped that they got in on the ground floor. Yeah, for sure. Which is super messed up. Mm -hmm. Then... People working for Fire Festival started telling vendors to back out, like just straight up. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, this shit is going up in flames. Jerry Media said that the Fire Festival Instagram had to be filtered out of anybody requesting information regarding their flights, the lineup, the tents, mm-hmm. the you know, everything. Billy then created fake documents to lure more investors into the festival. He made fake spreadsheets showing fake lineups of artists and the amounts paid, made fake Facebook stock documents to show all his collateral, like I said, and he got one investor to provide temporary financing for fire in the amount of $3 million. That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. (laughs) With a 120% interest rate.
0: Holy shit. Oh, that was that guy, the shady guy.
1: Yes. Yeah. This required the company fire to repay at least half a million dollars of the loan within 16 days. Oh, my God. That's the scariest loan of my life. That's a fucking horror movie right there. Right. Y'all don't need to be scared of fucking (laughs) sharks and the boogie monster and fucking anybody else. Be scared of that loan.
0: scared of whoever's coming after you in 16 days for half a million dollars.
1: (laughs) And 120% interest (laughs) rate. That's that shit I am scared of. (laughs) So then right after this crazy loan is granted, one week before the festival is set to take place, the fire concierge sent emails to all of the attendees that, surprise, this is now a cashless event. Mm-hmm. Every guest is required to add cash onto a wristband prior to attending the festival. Okay. Billy, who signed, off, signed the email, suggested that they upload 300 to $500 for every day they planned to attend.
0: That sounds like too much also. Like yes. Why would you spend that much money? No. Okay.
1: One hundred max, I think. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Eighty. Forty. Fuck it. (laughs) According to a lawsuit later filed by Burnham, forty percent of this money was then used to pay off the short short short-term loan.
0: Yeah.
1: They made around five million from that little scheme that he put together. (laughs) Back on the island. the cops started shutting shit down. (laughs) Yeah, good. One week before the festival because Billy and Fire was not paying their contracting fees and they had not paid their customs bills. Oh, you can't can't fuck with the government's money. Mm. The Fuck Jerry team, meanwhile, is still posting for them on Instagram one week before the festival when literally everybody knew that this 100% was not going to be able to happen. Mm -hmm. It was chaos and anarchy and staff started having panic attacks. Every attendee was emailed Thursday morning, letting them know, quote, there may be trucks around as there are some last minute things coming together. That's an understatement. That's the understatement of the century. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) The day of the event, Friday morning, Blink-182 issues a statement that they're backing out of the festival. So now it's here. Fucking fire festival dates have arrived and everything is in shambles. Mm hmm. The first arrivals were shipped to a separate resort at another part of the island. They were told, we're going to do this side like welcome party. Yeah. And they're also being told, you know, the festival is just not quite open yet, but everybody started getting pretty antsy at that side party because they want to get to their accommodations. They want their luggage. Mm-hmm. They've been traveling all day. Right. I get that. Me too. The later arrivals were packed into a yellow school bus and taken to the gravel pit. <laughs> here this- it is paradise
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god they
1: got lays like <laughs> yeah.
0: welcome
1: they saw the entrance and it's like just a bunch of fucking gravel parking lot <laughs> construction site with C- fema tents without beds mattresses like some like crack mattresses spread all around so bad i'd never seen that footage before it looks so bad it's really embarrassing yeah shitty porta potties no villas Mm -hmm. no kanye (laughs) allegedly people started crying on the bus yeah that would be me i would cry if i had (laughs) flown and i was like really tired and stuff yeah and i got there and it was like a disaster i'd cry Especially if like you spent a thousand dollars plus. Oh, how much
0: was general admission? I think it was like a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. The first night, a group of local musicians took the stage and they played for a few hours. <laughs> they were the only act to perform all of Fire Festival. That's dope. That's, a, the... <laughs> that, that's like I would want to go their... down as the only act
0: that played Fire. That's awesome. <sighs> was it like it was a steel drum, wasn't it?
1: i hope so for the life of me i couldn't find the name of the band i tried (laughs) after blink 182 backed out most of the other mostly everybody was already not coming to this shit like they weren't getting paid they were like yeah we're not going Mm -hmm. but some of the other people that had actually booked tickets and stuff they just basically didn't get on the plane yeah they were like this is a shit show no On top of everything, the medical personnel had backed out a few days prior Mm -hmm. so they were lacking medical team and security guards. Nope. That's recipe for disaster. Yep. Everyone in attendance is now freaking out. No one had rooms. No one knew where their luggage was. Mm -hmm. No one knew where they were going to be sleeping. Seemingly there's no fucking festival going on. (laughs) Yeah, There were lines of thousands of people asking for additional information at the information house. And the staff of fire was doing their best, assigning tents to people as best they could. And they got through around 400 people when our boy Billy <laughs> decided to stand up on a table in front of this big ass line and tell everybody, just go find a tent. <laughs> wow. So he basically undid all the work that his staff tried to put together and caused fucking chaos because ev- now everybody's just running.
0: Yeah. Trying to claim a tent. Mine. Yeah. That's
1: just not going to work. Hell no. No other people had rented houses as part of their packages or like their package came with like a, a house mm-hmm. and billy says they they lost the keys mm-hmm. so they didn't get their houses yeah that was imagine? the most
0: ridiculous part of the documentary i think yeah when they tried he's, to make him answer for it
1: he's so like confident in his lies yeah it's to the it's like trump where like mm-hmm. you think he must believe it right yeah it's pathological yeah shipping containers finally showed up with everyone's luggage and people are literally just throwing that shit out onto the concrete there was no coordination no structure everybody was just like standing in front waiting for their luggage wow. to be thrown to the ground
0: i wonder how many people had their shit stolen because like right when it's crazy oh, yeah. like that you just oh yeah this is my bag oh and yeah. this one and this one yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah that louis one's mine Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, Billy's lawyers are now issuing cease and desist letters to anybody who's posting on Twitter or Instagram about the bad conditions of the event saying that they would be sued. That's crazy to me because like they know what's happening. How is this?
0: How is it slanderous or like deceptive in any way just to say like a shit show is happening when everyone can see their shit show is happening?
1: You know, what's funny is like, I remember the day that this went down, like the fire, the first day Mm -hmm. and everything started going viral on social media. I remember being on Twitter, like hashtag fire festival, trying to find more and more shit. Yeah. And like the same ass picture kept coming up Mm -hmm. of that one sad cheese on white sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept thinking like, damn, why aren't people posting more pictures? Yeah, me too. Now I know
0: why. (laughs) I think that I remember, I remember it going down because uh when blink 182 pulled out that's when i started paying attention Mm -hmm. that's when i was like oh okay what's going on here and Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) then i saw that sandwich (laughs) (laughs) that's what really shocked me i was like what somebody somebody call the authorities
1: (laughs) people are being served this (laughs) this is not a sandwich (laughs) So everybody runs to the airport to try to go home. Not like literally, but like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But everybody's like faded because they did have a bunch <laughs> of alcohol. On the island. Yeah. So everyone's faded, drunk and high and hard to deal with. Like the Bahamian airport was having trouble with all these people. Yeah. The first flight back to Miami boarded at one thirty in the morning and it got delayed for hours due to issues with the manifest because they were counting more people than they had sold tickets to. Yeah. It was canceled after sunrise. Wow. And passengers were then locked into the airport terminal without access to food or water and no air conditioning. No. One passenger says that at least one person passed out from the heat, also combination probably drugs and or alcohol, but that's just speculation on my part. Yeah. The flight eventually left Exuma that morning and more and more charter flights to Miami departed Exuma throughout that second day now, because now mm-hmm. we're into Saturday. So now for sure, no new people are showing up at the island. It's all people just trying to get off the island. Yeah. No. Okay. Everybody's just like, get me out of this island. Mm-hmm. By the beginning of Saturday morning, Fire sent an email saying, quote, we got off to a bad start on day one. <laughs> day two is going to be awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, God. Would you go back? Like
0: if you got off the island? No! <laughs> well they said i'd go to
1: sandals (laughs) (laughs) then the media started having a fucking field day with this shit this shit went like when it was going down at night it was going viral already yeah yeah but the next day it was everywhere then the grown-ups found out what was happening yeah because it was on like (laughs) cnn it was like on all the night talk shows everybody loves making fun of the kids too because it's like you know this is a festival that was targeted towards rich people yeah so it's like you know whatever you're like they're like making fun of rich people it seems mm-hmm. harmless you know rich millennials which is like yeah, rich millennials yeah. that's a that's a good target by the way millennial shit talk is so washed yep jaw rule if you didn't know we're millennials but yeah <laughs> jaw rule has kind of been silent about the whole thing up to this point mm-hmm. but then he starts treading back his involvement in any way and like i said basically to date jaw rule has minimized his involvement where in the beginning he was like screaming yeah. about doing business with Billy mm-hmm. and the fire app and stuff. And how revolutionary it was gonna be. And right. Yeah. He then tweeted quote, it was not a scam and this is not my fault. Mm. Following the event, that's it. Wow. Fire Festival posted a statement on their website saying everything was out of their control and they're trying to get everyone off the island and home safely. The festival is postponed. Mm and they'll keep everyone posted. News organizations started comparing the chaos to Lord of the Flies and the Hunger Games. They're not wrong. I know. (laughs) Bella Hadid was the only model and influencer to acknowledge the event and apologize for participating in its promotion. (laughs) Then, guess what our boy Billy did? What? Two weeks later, he decides he's a movie producer. Ah, okay. He wanted to do a recovery documentary. All right. So he Venmo's a filmmaker $1,000 to fly to his penthouse in Manhattan. Okay. They got on a flight to the Bahamas to try and recover as much as possible in order to pay people back. The Bahamas then announced mid-flight that they would be seizing all of Fire Festival's items as they had failed to pay customs. There you go. You can't fight
0: the government. Where where is that Fire Fire Festival merch now? Is it right? like is it like when they send the loser of like the NBA championship or the Super Bowl, like those t-shirts when they send yeah, those you, to Africa and shit?
1: Yeah, like everybody in the Hamas got a little FEMA tent in their backyard now. Yeah. yeah. Then they flew back to LA to meet with Ja Rule and one month after this fucking shit show, Ja Rule and Billy came up with and announced a plan for Fire Festival 2018. Wow. Who the is gonna buy tickets <laughs> to that? Like, how dumb are you? <laughs> on May first, two thousand seventeen, Fire Festival organizers Billy McFarlane and Jaw Rule were sued for one hundred million in damages in a class action wow. lawsuit in relation to the failed Fire Festival, which left attendees stranded on the island without basic provisions. By our friend and super lawyer Mark Garagos, wow. The lawsuit alleges fraud, breach of contract. Part of that was. Regarding the decision to go cashless. Yeah. Breach of covenant of good faith. Part of that was due to the cheese sandwich meme and like the airport thing. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I said this earlier, but because they decided to go cashless, a lot of people didn't exchange their currency. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have money to pay taxis to get out of there. Oh, yeah. So that became a problem for people trying to leave.
0: Oh, really? Because yeah. I, I would doubt that someone in the Bahamas would not take an American dollar.
1: Yeah, but. But not too. everybody
0: that was going there was American. so... And
1: also, like, just like, would you pull cash out if you had, if you were going to go straight to this thing and you had already put like $2,000 on your shit? Right. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Anyways, okay. And uh, the last thing they sued for was negligent misrepresentation. Ben Macellus of the Garagos firm pledged to hold quote, all those who recklessly and blindly promoted this festival accountable, which was interpreted as directly against Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, and Jerry Media. Oh. He actually names Jerry Media also in his complaint. Mm -hmm. Jerry Media provided a statement defending their actions promoting this festival, indicating that they had been duped just as everyone else, but that is not what the, the Jerry Media worker who was assigned the festival alleges right they knew what was going down he says they all knew Mm -hmm. jerry media had produced just side note jerry media's produced their own documentary and that's the one that's going to be released by netflix so i'm really interested in
0: in their side of the story but at the same time like they they have an agenda to present it a certain way because otherwise they would be just as
1: criminally negligent in terms of what? What present what a certain way? Their present, documentary or the yeah, festival?
0: Their documentary because they have to minimize their involvement. Like they Oh, have
1: to. that's why I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: So I, I almost want to say like take their documentary with a grain of salt.
1: Exactly. I would say the Jerry Media one is almost gonna be like propaganda. Yeah. It's like when a vegan makes this vegan lifestyle documentary. Right. You know, like obviously they make that shit look like it's the greatest thing on earth. I'm Mm -hmm. talking to you. What's the last one that came out? Uh, Oh, that one. That one was so annoying. Yeah, that one was bad. The one that was like, you're going to die if you eat meat. Yeah. (laughs) Watch, bitch. You're going (laughs) to die if you eat vegetables too. We all going to die. Don't believe me. Just watch. A second class action lawsuit was filed against Fire Media, Billy McFarland, and Jaw Rule on behalf of three attendees. They allege that the defendants deceived patrons into attending by paying more than 400 social media personalities to promote something that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. They're also suing for negligent misrepresentation, fraud, and breach of contract. A third lawsuit was filed in New York against Ja Rule, Billy, and Fire Media, and Chief Marketing Officer Grant Marjolin, who that guy seems like the most piece of shit, by the way.
0: Yeah, because he's all up in his own head, too. He thinks he's, like, brilliant. God, yeah.
1: He's an EMT now, by the way, Mm -hmm. so he ain't brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to EMTs. I didn't mean to, like... (laughs) Keeping us all alive and safe. Shout out to you. Two patrons accused the festival organizers of having an island with lacking basic amenities and fraud. Mm Mm-hmm. Four more individual lawsuits were filed with the same kind of allegations and one last one was filed in response to the firebrand sending cease and desist letters to people who were speaking out about the festival conditions bringing the total lawsuits to 8. Wow. I'm surprised there aren't more. Two of those lawsuits have judgments for the plaintiffs already for the plaintiffs already in the amount of 3.5 and 5 million dollars. Wow, okay. Billy was immediately put under investigation by the FBI for mail fraud, wire fraud, and securities fraud. Hmm. In addition, six federal and four individual lawsuits were filed in relation to the scheme directly against Billy. (laughs) McFarlane was arrested by federal agents on June 30th, 2017, and charged with wire fraud in relation to fire and the fire festival. Mm -hmm. He was released on $300,000 bail on July 1st. McFarlane faced up to four years and nine months under U.S. sentencing guidelines. The judge said when she sentenced him, Billy's career showed a pattern of deception and over-promising luxury experiences that were never real or delivered. I thought that was good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: In July 2017, McFarlane was represented by a public defender at a bail hearing after his previous legal team, quote, had not been paid enough to continue to represent him. Oh. Could you imagine a multimillionaire being represented by your public defender? Yeah. That's wild. That's great. That is not what a public defender is for.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes it does happen though, like when those when like a rich ass person goes to jail because they the jury says they're guilty, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And then they
0: do like um they appeal and like in their appeals sometimes they have like public defenders cuz they use all their money like to fight the first case.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I one of my friends is a criminal attorney and I was asking him like how he likes cuz he runs his own firm. I was like do your clients pay like cuz in immigration that was like a huge thing. Like a lot of the clients mm-hmm. just don't pay, you know? But then you feel bad so you just keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a double-edged sword cuz yeah, you know it's hard (laughs) anyways so he was telling me that no like they they always pay like because they have to pay a retainer just to get him Mm -hmm. and he was like i at one time i had a client um what is that called when you pull money out of your house oh like get a
0: second mortgage
1: yeah just to pay him and shit Mm.
0: i was like fuck that's crazy well you do what you gotta do
1: i know he got him off though hey hey
0: lost the house but
1: (laughs) hey But you free. <laughs> free to be homeless. Congrats. <laughs> All right. McFarlane later, Mc, uh, Billy later hired the private firm Boys, Schiller and Flexner as his representatives. Mm-hmm. So he was out on bail and he was not groveling. He was living mm-hmm. his best life. Partying, wow. getting tables at nightclubs and shit. Wow. Just total sociopath scary shit. But well, you can't pay for your lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Then... People who had purchased tickets to Fire Festival started getting odd emails for the sale of private shows, concerts, fashion shows, and exclusive parties. Mm-hmm. It later came out that this was Billy. Billy mm-hmm. was doing this to keep defrauding people while he was out on bail oh, just wow. just to be able to sustain his own lifestyle.
0: Got to pay for that bottle service.
1: So he just went right back to scamming and exploiting people, which... Mm-hmm. If you're out on bail, could you just please not commit any fucking crimes? Like, that is the worst thing. Yeah. (laughs) But he's a compulsive liar. I think, so in the documentary, and I thought this was really good, they call him a con artist, Mm -hmm. which he, totally, right? Yeah, for sure. And that they had
0: the uh, psychologist who was there saying, you know, he's definitely, he has, like, psychopathic tendencies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, totally all the all of the above con artist,
1: psychopath, which that's like the scariest type of Mm -hmm. person because he's seemingly normal. Yeah. And he's fun and charming Mm -hmm. and handsome Mm -hmm. and personable. Has nice ass boots. I mean, God. he gets people to trust him by fabricating (laughs) these elaborate explanations that at the end of the day don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like May was saying, the people of the Bahamas suffered extensively due to the fire festival mess. Mm hmm. Thousands of Bahamian workers worked, like I said, 18 to 21 hours a day, and they are still not paid by the wow. Fire Festival. In March 2018, McFarland pleaded guilty to two counts of wire fraud in federal court in Manhattan, New York, and admitted to using fa- fake documents to attract over 100 investors to put forth more than $26 million into his company. Mm. He agreed to forfeit over $26 million and was charged with selling fraudulent tickets to events such as the Met Gala, Burning Man, and Coachella while out on bail because he's an idiot. Yeah. They don't sell tickets to the fucking Met Gala. (laughs) On October eleventh, two 2018, McFarlane was sentenced to six years in federal prison. He is currently serving his sentence at Federal Correctional Institution, Otisville, New York. Good luck with that, my guy good luck with that guys and that is the story of the shit show that is fire festival
0: ah uh, good job steph that was better than the documentary <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> documentary plus no it's just it's like a really good story it has so many layers and i like stories about cons like Me especially too. big cons like this Me how too. Did you, how did you expect to pull this off my dude
1: yeah how big is your ego yeah
0: i just i wonder what his end game was what
1: there was what no way think? it
0: was going to end well.
1: No fucking way. Like you just you're constantly like I said, like you're constantly just playing catch up. Like, yeah, just constantly making this situation better until right. the next situation comes up. But that's not a good businessman. Yeah. Mm-mm. And Ja Rule, walking streets. To live in like rock stars, partying like rock stars. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the Hulu documentary. Oh, God. Yeah, watches. He good. makes the same speech like three times.
0: We'll uh, we'll update you if and when we watch the Netflix one.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was this week's Drama Club. Thanks for listening. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Drama Club Pod. At the hotline five zero five five three nine zero five five six. Uh, at Drama dot com, and send us an email like our friend Marcella. Marlena. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm checking. I'm checking. Yeah, send us an email like our friend Marcella, (laughs) and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday with an Afternoon Delight episode. Hey. (laughs) Bye. Later.
1: However, whatever with your helmet.